Testing, testing, testing. That's annoying, but. Okay, testing, testing, testing. Would you say that ska music is for people who tuck their shirts into their underwear? I would say that. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Don't you fucking okay? Well, we'll get into that in a second. See, that was gonna be the like the test, but I decided that I like it. Gotcha. Just in general, you know. Uh, okay, let's pull up this document. This uh, agenda. Agenda, yeah. A- agenda. Agenda, yeah. Uh, ag- agenda. 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 No, this, this, this still kind of sounds like agenda. Though. Yeah, agenda. This agenda. <laughs> How uh, far can we take agenda before it doesn't sound like agenda anymore? <laughs> Find out next week. But um, well, obviously we're gonna rearrange this a little bit, Gabe. You know. Yeah, yeah. We we got some sauce. Yeah, we're gonna open up with the uh, music. I say. Which is first the first time we've done that in a while, but hey man, uh-huh. big event. You ready, buddy? Oh yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number eighty. Eight zero. Yes, sir. Uh inching ever closer to that wonderful one hundred episode, which will be coming soon enough. But yeah, man. Uh man, it is a rainy moist. Moist. Beautiful. A little day. bit humid. Beautiful day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Uh this week. You know, it's your boy. It's, your, it's Jacob. You know, we have yet to run an episode of the Second City Kids without me. I figured that'd be kind of counterproductive. But uh, yeah, with me today, I have my normal, my normal pal, my partner in crime, my fox old friend, Gabe. Have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. Is that's where the line's from? Oh, well, I, I'm sure it's, it's from something further. Yeah. He's like fox old friend. Well, there you go. Because they're because they're fox. This is where I inadvertently got outside. it from. It's a good movie, man. I'm Wes sure it Anderson is. Anderson is, is master it, of his craft. What is it? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Okay. This is the director. Okay. He's like the. What else did he do? He he did the Royal Tenenbaums, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh okay. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is fucking ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's such a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, he did a lot. He's like the, he's like the Tarantino of the lighter kind of stuff. Oh okay. Like you could tell it's him with by like the shots and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, has his trademark kind of stuff. The more you know. But yeah, so. Uh, so first off, last week we actually didn't do this at all, and I totally forgot, and it slipped my mind. Gabe, how was your week, dude? <laughs> no, we did it at the very end. Did we do it at the yes, end, sir? Oh, okay. So, so we anyway, around. this week's week, uh, was pretty solid, man. We had a we had a solid day yesterday that we're gonna go over shortly. Um, I'm trying to like, go through my week, man. Uh, standard, ooh, standard, man. Yeah. and that's a okay. Yeah, that's fine. My uh, not my boss, but like his right hand. Yeah, my boss is out. He's in Colorado for the week. Oh, and uh, and he he hands me a twenty. He's like, "Hey, go out to Dairy Queen and get Dilly bars for everyone." And he's like, "Take a longer lunch if you need, you know." And I was like, "All right, cool." And he's like, "Keep the change if you need." And I was like, "All right, cool." So you know, I get to DQ and it's boarded up like somebody fucking broke down and just burnt the fucking place. And I was like, "Damn it, no Dilly bars." <laughs> yeah, man. Interesting. Yeah. Well, for me, it's kind of the same deal. Standard fare. Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, I actually had Friday off. I also have Monday off. Um, just because I felt like taking it and I thought it'd be fun, but yeah, uh, before we get into the agenda, I want to apologize last week to the listeners for that horrible, uh, mic clip, mic stand noise that, uh, occurred during, uh, you rape. Yeah. A a dear, like a decent portion of the podcast. That would be my fault because Adam told me last week that I should leave my shock mount on. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. He was 150% correct. I should have kept my shock mount on for last week. So I apologize for that. Just, you know snafu i guess 
and uh, it's it's fixed. I fixed it up myself. I spent like a solid 20, 30 minutes fixing it uh, earlier this week just so to avoid the mass chaos that is. Nice. That horrible mic. Nice. Mic sound. But yeah. You're losing uh, viewers because of you, asshole. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. But with that being said, we are going to kick it off uh, with the final... Warped Man. review. The final warp review. The final warp tour period. Warp review. Um, it happened yesterday. As of today, we are sitting here on a Sunday. So, um, real quick, just kind of for you, I'm going to let you dive in, uh, kind of summarize your warp tour experience, maybe as a whole, because you, cool. I don't know how many, cool, you, cool, cool. how many you've gone to. Three. You've gone to three. Three. Um, and how you feel about it? Uh, how'd your day go? Who'd you see? Just your overall experiences with warp tour, past, present. And obviously, there is no future. So Cool, man. Warp Tour has always kind of lurked in the background for me. It's always something I wanted to do. But yep. because of current conditions, friends, environment, shit like that, you know, whatever it may be, I couldn't really have gone. Yeah. First year we went, it was in 2016. It was you, the wife, me, the woman. Yeah. And we went as a group. Good time. And then, you know, I kind of understood that, like, wow, this really is like a melting pot of excellence at the Warp Tour. You uh-huh. know, it really is cool and good and stuff. Um. Overall, it's been something that I've looked forward to every year. Like my my ongoing joke with with my girlfriend is the day after Warp Tour, I'll ask her, uh, "Is it time for Warp Tour yet?" And I'll bug her. You know, every yeah. like once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, is it Warp Tour yet?" And she's like, "No, we still got four months." Yeah. But now, you know, that joke's dead. That joke's dead because because now when I ask her, she's like, "Never." I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. But overall, my Warp Tour 2018 was pretty fucking solid. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into um. We'll get into discussing the who's and the what's. The who's and the what's. But I spent 95% of my time at the mutant stages. So uh, you pretty know who, you pretty much know who I saw. Yeah. Um, I did leave to get food and to get water and to meet up with some friends. Um, but overall, War 2018 was really fucking good. I'm kind of glad it rained, man. Yeah. Kind of glad it drizzled on us. Yes. All right, man. So, yeah, let me recap uh, my whole experience because it was a balance of emotion, uh, sadness, happiness, giddiness, uh, excited, uh, a lot of nostalgia for me because uh, Gabe obviously relatively new to it. Me, I've been doing it for a very, very, very long time. And um, last year, I thought this was going to be my last one for a couple of years because the baby was going to be born and me and Adriana wouldn't be able to find the time. As you know, when... It dropped that this was going to be the last one. I'm like, I got to go. Uh, we get, we got to go. Um, so, um, yeah, man, it, it's something that um, I've looked forward to for a very long time. My summers, some of the best days of my summers have been spent at the Warp Tour. And I would say that for the majority of the summers I've spent, I've had since I've been going. Um, as I've got older time, you know, I've kind of changed my focus on it because it wasn't necessarily about just getting as much music crammed into into the day it's more about kind of the experience of it all walking around seeing all the weird people getting baked in the sun yeah and, um, and seeing all the bad tattoos and yeah shit like that spotting them spotting the motionless and white fans which is a game i play every single time motionless and white plays oh you mean the 14 year olds you who look them. like they just spent 150 dollars at hot topic yeah uh yeah. you could spot them and there's nothing wrong with that just how you want but um yeah um this was adriana's sixth and final this is my uh, 13th 14th 15th and final whatever whatever it is um but it's been a lot of fun and i'm gonna miss it dearly sad because i don't know if you noticed this there's actually a lot of little kids over at warp tour this year there were i would say a lot 
of kids under the age of 12, which, yeah. you know, which is kind of y- younger. Uh, oh, yeah, younger, definitely. Because if you're 13, you kind of start to define your music taste. Yeah. I get that. But, like, yeah, man, lots of kids there. Lots of parents bringing their kids. Because and, yeah, I think it was a lot of the parents, like, fuck, we couldn't find a babysitter. So you're going to Warped Tour because you're free. It's not even just that. I think it's like, well, we were going to take you when you were old enough. It's not going to be there anymore. Now we got to take Now we got to take you. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of that. Made me kind of sad. Because I'm a father who wanted to bring my, his daughter to the Warped Tour one day, and it doesn't exist anymore. No place for a toddler. Yeah. And uh, she's a little baby. I was like, because Adriana, we, you know, we had a little bit of drama with the, the sitter. Um, Adriana wasn't going to go. And I'm like, fuck, well, you got to go. We got to find a way. And if she was three, she would go straight up. But she was a little young. Fortunately for us, we were able to find the sitter. My sister called off work to, you know, in order to get the baby to be watched, and we can go. Um, but with that, we'll get into the specifics of this year. Um, like you said, Solid. Uh, you know, I went into it uh, not so much caring about the lineup, but caring about the experience that I had because last time I would be able to experience this. I had a lot of fun, like you said. Um, lots, of, lots of good fucking sets this year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of funny because we start off, very first band of the day was Dayseeker. At least oh, for you, me, yeah. um, for everybody. For everybody, yeah. They delayed Warped Tour 15 minutes because th- the reason was, and I quote, we can't get people into the venue as fast, fast, enough. fast enough. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of looked at Jake because Dayseeker announced this. And I kind of looked at him and was like, well, if you don't camp out outside of the amphitheater at 6 a.m., do you even want to go to fucking work? Yeah, if you're not. I mean, uh, like, I understand why. But, like, like you said, the early bird gets the rock, so to speak. The early bird gets to headbang the worm. Yeah. Gets, yeah. gets the rock, you know. The, so The bird and the worm by the used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, if you're not there early enough, that's that's your fault, um, you know. And I understand that maybe it's for the bands, you know, they would want as many people to see them as possible. But if you're in the middle of a set, that's just, like, deflating. They did great. I, I thought I enjoyed yeah, them quite a bit. Yeah. I enjoyed them a lot so much that I bought a T-shirt, A, because the T-shirt was good looking, and B, because they were they did well, um, a good showing from a, a young band. So, um, but, yeah, they, you know, it's a little weird. I've never had them. Stop a show in the middle of a set to let people in. That's a little ridiculous to me. My buddy showed up because I, you know, I called him. I was like, "Hey, I'm over at the the mutant stages, like right in between." And I was like, "Hey, you know, if you're not busy for the morning part, just come swing by and say hi." And uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, we're not leaving till like noon." And I'm like, "You're gonna miss a whole hour, probably hour and a half, really, because by the time you park and get in, yeah." You know, I'm like, why though? Like, like why risk, you know, it's like, you don't get to see the lineup till you're there. Yeah. Like why risk missing your favorite band there or some shit like that? But yeah. I don't know. Teach their own. Yeah. But yeah. It was kind of, uh, kind of, kind of bad to see that, especially cause Dayseeker is kind of a smaller band yeah. and you know, a band that the Warped Tour would do a lot of justice for. And you could tell that they got the crowd moving and people were swaying. And then they're like, hey, we got to step our set for 15 minutes. And you saw people walk away and shit. It's like, yeah, ah. man, that was, that was really disheartening because ah. they put on a, a good show. Yeah. They put on a really good show. Yeah. And usually me, I'm not like a fan of like that soulful kind of metal band kind of vibe. We'll the the hard and growly yeah. and then the pretty. Yeah. They're like super soul. Like I said, super pretty, super soulful kind of voice. It's usually not my bag, but I really liked them. I thought they were impressive. Yeah, they did it well. Definitely Especially since well. there was only one of them, one vocalist doing it all. So. Very cool. Uh, Next yeah, band we saw. Chelsea Grin. Chelsea fucking Grin, yep. man. Chelsea um, Grin. I, I think this is where we're going to start to disagree. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think, well, first of all, I was actually really surprised at how big of a crowd they drew. I did not know they were that big. Mm-hmm. I thought Chelsea Grin was this kind of, you know, just this abstraction. Yeah, yeah, right? No, they're no, fucking not, massive. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think of Tom, new vocalist, Tom Barba? Uh, I mean, I don't expect much from deathcore vocalist, right? I think that's fair because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of strain. A lot, yeah, a lot of a lot of things to do. He was he was entertaining. He was definitely an entertaining frontman. He did yeah, a lot yeah. of this, which I like that. I don't know why I like that. He kept on doing that. He, he did the whole. Um, I'm playing with fire. The whole like chest, yeah, that whole chest thing. pump thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, this is good. I like that. Uh, I don't dislike him. Uh, I think vocally he was a little underwhelming. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think that Chelsea Grin as a whole is always fun to watch. I'm not the biggest Chelsea Grin fan. You're a way bigger fan than I am. I enjoyed it. Um, good set. Uh, this is where um, I want to say his name is Victor. We don't actually know his name. I did see him later in the day though, and I said hi. But. Uh, I think he is a friend of Tom's or one of the band members, or maybe he's in another band. We don't really know. It's just this anomaly okay. that kind of happened. And Tom's like, yeah, this is my buddy, Victor, and we can't even confirm that's his name. We call him Phil. And he's like, yeah, come out. And he came out for their last song, See You Soon. Wow, he fucking tore it up. Yeah. He was a really fucking good vocalist. I, I he did better than Tom. Yeah, and I, I told Adrian, I'm like, he just kind of shit all over the vocalist of this band in one song. Granted, it is one song. Well, well, to be completely fair, he didn't do it. He didn't scream in a deathcore style. Yeah, he did more of a hardcore scream yeah. style, and uh, you know, not like the vocal fry. The very, you know, yeah, you were there, but yeah, dude, don't don't have a feature with that feature. Fucking he blows you out of the fucking water. <laughs> he was really good yeah. though. Uh, very impressive. Very a lot of energy. He was jumping up really high. Yeah, man. African American fellow, so he naturally he's athletic, so he's able to like, get fucking. Have, he has springs. Oh, oh, he is, he is massive <laughs> yeah. in person. Is he? Yeah, because he walked right past me. He looked like, like a big guy. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, very good. Very uh, very impressive overall. But yeah, man. He he um, definitely closed out Chelsea's set very nicely. Yes, very and good. They were they were fun to see. Good I was like, really impressed with that drummer. He was doing screams too, and he yeah he's he, been he, screaming since like. Their second album. Oh, I didn't know that. He's one of the OGs. I've seen them before, and I've never noticed that. Yeah, man. And he was very impressive. He, he's got some. Uh, he's got some growls in him, man. Yeah, that's for sure. Very, very cool. He got uh, that baritone. And then next up would be Every Time I Die, right? Oh yeah, my favorite band. Yes. Yeah, so Every Time I Die basically came out. It's like, okay, we only have thirty minutes. We're gonna play as much song as possible. They Let's go. Eight songs. Yeah, that's eight it. fucking songs in thirty minutes. Yeah, and they went nuts, and they were playing them fast. <laughs> and, and, well. Yes and no, because yeah. they open up with bimbos. But what they did with bimbos is at the very end, they slowed it down. Yeah. So it sounded like a breakdown, which you don't hear in an Every yeah. Time I Die song. Uh-huh. Like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. They played a lot of songs they'll probably never play yeah. again. Like in Rehab, uh, they play Floater all no the time. No Werewolf. I'm shocked by that. Well, they have a rotating set list. I think we talked about this. Yeah. Every band member kind of made a set list. And, you know, they're on like a day-to-day rotation. Because uh, uh, we I was in the Monster because they opened up the Monster trailer at that point. I'm like, yeah. well, let's get a soda and hang out for a second. And I've seen every time I die a bunch of times. I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. It'd be fun to watch it from a distance. So we got in there, and they didn't open up with Matt Change. Like you said, they rotated. So I'm like, maybe they'll play it in the middle or near the end. And they were down to the last song. I'm like, okay, this is our last song. We got three minutes. I'm like, Map Change or Werewolf? And I told you, I'm like, I didn't think it was going to be. I thought it was going to be Werewolf. I thought, honestly. Werewolf's a banger, man. But yeah. they, aside from this one time, I don't think I've ever seen an Every Time I Die set where they don't play Werewolf. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's what they were doing. I think they're trying to cycle through yeah. a lot of their old bangers. So uh, I told Adriana, I'm like, uh, I don't know, because Map Change is her favorite every time I die song. She's like, eh. This is probably the only one. She yeah, missed. exactly. <laughs> so uh, they played it, and it was a it was a fucking hoot. And man, if you yeah, man. you gotta go if you're gonna go to the Warped Tour, especially the last one, you gotta see every time I die. I think it's just a prerequisite. They, in my opinion, they've this is their seventh or eighth Warped Tour. Yeah, which is the highest body count of any. Well, I know Silverstein's up there too. I think they had eight. Silverstein, yeah. Um. It was fun. Yeah. They they bring a lot of energy, and I always say this about every time I die. Probably one of the best 
and most consistent live bands. Yeah. Because I, I feel like... I watched the video of uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, I, I want to say it was Download uh-huh. when they were over in Europe, you know, and they kind of sucked live there, man. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks because at the bottom lounge they tore that shit down. I think as a lot, honestly, I th- for them, the Devil Wears Prada is a band that benefits from small rooms. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they should be on the big, the big stages. The big there were a couple of those bands at at this year's Warped Tour yeah. as well. I'd say that. Yeah, but. Every time I die, you play the small, dirty, grimy, little fucking tiny shows, they'll knock it down. You yeah. play the big fucking festivals, they'll tear that shit up. Yeah. And um, my, my favorite part is that thing the Buckley Bros do where they step out into the crowd and people hold them up. They do that every time without yeah. fail. And I can only imagine the fucking rush they feel when they do that. Oh, like, yeah. They got to feel like gods. Yeah. You know? For sure. So that's, that's good shit. Every time I die. Yeah. Uh, started writing down the set list, but then I, I was like, you know, into it. And I was like, yeah. So. Very good cool. shit. Uh, at that point, I think uh, my children, my no, yeah, my child, my bride came on. Yeah, my children, my bride was on next. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I like them. I'm like, but let's go get some water. You know, let's kind of walk around for a little bit. So we caught the end of their set. Very, very good. Very exciting. Uh, then, so then after that was Necrogoblicon. So did you see their set? I saw it from the, the other side. Yeah, the, the red. What did stage. you think? Because I know this is a band you don't really dabble with. Um, it was funny. It was, it was, they, they put on a really good live show. I'm like, it's like an episode of Goosebumps come to life <laughs> and through the eyes of a metal band. That's how I describe it. And I'm like, it was fun. I mean, and like there were some things that just made me do, maybe do that, yeah, a little man. bounce. Uh, yeah, they, they were fun. They were funny. So they, uh, they played a song off their new album called Magic Spider. And I know they opened it up. They're like, yeah, hate and anger and, <laughs> and, it's and like murder. The happy, the well, this song has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. What did you think of that? It was a very like upbeat, almost yeah. like, kind of reggae yeah, it, really was, know, it was man. funny. It was interesting, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but that's fair. But that's what Warped Tour is for, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it was fun. It, they made me laugh more than a time or two. Their so. uh, their work in the studio is really good. And uh, John, the lead man, who who looks like you know totally fucking like homeless surfer yeah, beach bummer, does. doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, he does. he's really cool, man. And he's um, he puts a lot of work. His vocals are great. His guitar works fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, John Goblicon, their little mascot dude. Shout out to him for putting up fucking like all the suit and all that sweaty fucking yeah. mask every day of Warp Tour and crowd surfing. You know what's funny everyone. about because uh, I'm like I told Adriana I'm like I just like I caught their like a little bit of their Instagram. I'm like they just post video or like pictures of the Goblin and just doing dumb shit like he was passed and, out. And they always tag Chili's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <'cause> Chili's <laughs> is his thing. He's like I fucking love Chili's and yeah. Chili's sent him a gift certificate. Very cool. So uh, oh and uh, quick little tidbit, they're still doing it. But if you follow Necrogoblicon on Twitter, John Goblicon, the mascot, has this little like short vlog segment section where he interviews uh, bands, mm-hmm. and it's called the John Goblicon Show, right? So the first <laughs> one he did was Keith Buckley. Oh God! And um, and so he went the whole interview thinking he was Jeff Buckley, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Keith gets so fucking upset at him; it's great. <laughs> and then I think he did Simple Plan next. But check that out. They're like five minutes a piece, but they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. John Goblicon, the whole point of it is like he does not know how to socialize. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I watched it from the Red Dawn stage because I had an objective. Oh, and, yeah, man. The Kings of Warp Tour this year. Yeah, for me personally. Uh, I don't know how big the crowd was. I was like, I was up front. Fucking massive. Was it huge? Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm glad to hear that. They <laughs> emptied out Hot Topics within like a 30-mile radius. It was nuts. <laughs> So uh, at next up, obviously the band I much hyped, uh, Ice Nine Kills perform next. Uh, fucking fantastic! Tore it the fuck down, man. Holy really, really shit! Did. So good. Um, so I think it's important to describe how they came out. Yeah, 
It was awesome. Um, so Spencer, the front man, comes out in a cutoff sweater vest thing. Yeah. When it's the Freddy Krueger feathers, the yeah. like the ugly green and the red. Yeah. And he's wearing this trench coat. Yeah. But you know, for a fucking horror band, it just looks great. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I could dress like that in and public. The best thing about it is that the drummer is not even in the band, and he played a camp counselor, and all the other the other two, the other one was dressed up as Michael, and the other one was dressed up as Jason, come out chasing him onto the stage, which yep. was fucking awesome. Um, and then the other guy was supposed to be a priest, but he didn't have his white his white thingy on, um, the collar thing. But yeah. Um, uh, Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So fucking good. Very, very cool. Man. Came out, uh, I, I didn't know the opening track, but man, they cursed the uh, community of the curse. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Hella fucking stage presence. Yeah. And, uh, and Spencer got away with doing the whole, you know, having the crowd lift you up thing. But just the way he kind of carried himself throughout the set and the way he, you know, his stage presence is fucking massive. Yeah. There's no denying that. And, and wow, you know. he comes out a lot. He comes down to the crowd a lot during uh, during his set, yeah. and uh, it's like so much. Of the, it was almost comical to me that they had like the stage hand where he was like just waiting to shoot him back up to the stage. Uh, yeah, man, they fucking ripped shit up. They no. tore that shit. And uh, I know, like um, the last song was "Me, Myself, and Hyde," and it had like the whole thunderstorm sound effect at the beginning of the they song. They didn't even need it. And, yeah, they didn't even need it. And the in the chorus is uh, pouring rain. They have that that, that line in the chorus, and it started, started to rain. Him. Yeah, as as it happened, it was fucking awesome. Probably the third or fourth time I've ever experienced real life actual magic at the Warp Tour. Yeah, man, uh, uh, in that environment. And you know, we can't only give credit to Spencer because yeah. everybody's always like frontman, frontman, frontman. Uh, backup vocalist was great. I think he was the rhythm guitar. Yeah, and then the bassist who dressed up as Michael. Michael uh right after uh their opening track he was like playing with the mask mm. and he rips it off and underneath he has the sting face paint yeah and i was like that's so fu- what's underneath the mask another fucking mask yeah that's very cool it's just very theatrical and yeah. i love it and their set was gorgeous the whole like movie uh cinema yeah like the front of the cinema i love that yeah that like the fucking awesome like the goblins with the like the popcorn and the fucking like Usher. fucking awesome ice yeah. nine kills earned themselves my pre-order yeah they were gonna get it anyway but yeah. this was like solidified it very very cool uh it sounded great quick side note i peeped by their t- tent and i know you did too mm. um they had like this white kind of canvas thing that yeah. covered it so you got the jason mask the freddy cougar stuff and then i saw a jigsaw mask so i think it's safe to say that jigsaw mm. is probably going to be another song you peep that huh yeah i saw that and i was like wait we don't have that yet. And yeah. the other ones were like, you know, pretty much confirmed like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. and the Jason song and the Freddy song. Yeah. But I saw the Jigsaw one and I was like, we didn't even fucking think of Jigsaw. Yeah, I didn't think of it. Mean but, you know, er, big, big hit early 2000s. Yeah. Jigsaw was. Uh, I think they should do The Omen. I think that the, so- the perspective, a song from the perspective of the son of the devil, like how fucking dope is that? That's besides the point. Um, yeah, man. Great, great set. Uh, kind of for me, like I'm like, this is probably going to be like the last in the crowd band that i'm gonna do here um a lot of fun yeah man good stuff good stuff a lot of fun headbang adriana got banged over from that after that was motionless and white devil's nights playing as it's raining which was fucking awesome uh they played that watched a little bit of them uh seen them more than a million times yeah i I was kind of uh starving at that point so i said (laughs) i will probably catch these guys again because they're always on the move yeah and they seem to like the tour with every time i die yeah but uh yeah man skedaddled the fuck out of there caught their last song yeah uh they were great uh, after that point, just kind of started to walk around a Sharp little bit. Sharptooth played after that. They were good live. Um, what really kind of turned me off from was the buff- preach. Oh, after I, every I get song. I, I get it. Sharptooth is a political band, much like Straight From The Path, and a lot of other bands we hold in high regard. Yeah. 
But <sighs> come I, on, man. Uh, and she said it like, oh, we, I know I, I talk like people say I talk too much, which she does. Uh, and like, yeah, it's like she said to each their own. If you don't, then it's, we're not for you. I get it, man. But fuck, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, after every single, this is worse than Ghost Key. After you know, every, I was just about to say that. Me and Maddie always joke that Ghost Key preaches, but that's like a fucking paragraph compared to how yeah. much Sharp Tooth preaches. So much. And I guess she has, she has a very compelling story. But let your music tell that story, man. I mean, I get it. You know, you feel the need to say this. You feel the need to say that. Save that shit for a smaller show yeah. where you know it's a lot of your fans. Yeah. And not just, well, because right after them was Unearth. And Unearth has a following. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like people were just kind of hanging around. Yeah. You know, I... I I get it. Say what you got to say. It's the warp tour. Nobody's gonna fucking crucify you for it. Yeah. But maybe you save that for your OGs. And yeah. Stuff. And kind of beat you over the head with it. It kind of drove me nuts. And a it bit. was exactly what Old Wounds did when we saw them. Because yeah. Old Wounds was not bad at all. Uh-huh. But when you come out swinging with a song called "Fuck Donald Trump," y'all, my my meme is relevant now. Mm-hmm. When you come out swinging with a song named "Fuck Donald Trump," you know people are gonna be like, "Oh, great, another one of these." Yeah. And like I said, I get it, but you know, because if you're if you're anti-political, you're just as bad as being political. Yeah. If you devote yourself to like that, yeah. that image, you know, and it kind of sucks. But whatever. Know, yeah. Whatever, man. Like I would say that, yeah, and you said that she's a, like three times better alive than she is in the studio. Oh yeah, she's, she's really sound, good. She sounded great. Uh, but it, it's just it's such a turnoff, man. Yeah. Like I know. think about because I, I think about it from the perspective of someone who doesn't know who they are. They're walking by, they're like, oh, they sound good, and then she starts to talk, and you're like, okay, I don't want to be preached to. Goodbye, and you walk away. You know what I mean? Like you said, whereas opposed to a band like Every Time I Die, where they're like, "Hey, uh, signing one thirty merch ten over there." Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, There's seven more songs. Yeah, you know? and um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, and this is around the time where me and Adrian are like, "Yeah, okay, I think it's gonna be time for us to go." I caught a little bit of Unearth, and I told Adrian, "I'm like, this is like as old school, early two thousands metalcore that you're gonna get <laughs> right now, because that's how a lot, lot of technical stuff." Yeah, man. Uh, watched a little bit of them, and I'm like, "Okay, I think it's time for us to go." Uh, usually I'll, you, you know, I'll let you kind of finish this, but as I was walking out, felt really sad. I kind of got a little depressed. Uh, took that one last look as I think we were walking out through the gate that we walked in and real friends was playing. I'm like, they're going to have a, be- a, ma- a massive crowd because they're from there literally from Tinley park, Illinois. Yeah. Them knuckle puck. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is it saluted. And I walked away and it was sad. Um, uh, but yeah, that was my warp. That was my warp tour experience. I know Gabe's got a little bit more, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, so I stayed, I don't know, maybe two and a half hours longer than you did. Yeah. I caught the Amity Affliction. They opened with, uh, I bring the weather with me. And it was kind of funny because uh, halfway through the song, it started fucking pouring, like really fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, it was perfect. Luckily, I was in the monster trailer because, you know, I was recouping right. and stuff. And then after that, I kind of, um, I floated about. Yeah. Caught some of Kublai Khan, not too big on them. Uh, I fuck with the hammer, but I don't know. They had a really good message, too, and they were a bit preachy, I'll admit it. But he kept it short and simple. He's like, listen, like, my mom died when I was on tour, and I was a piece of shit to her, and this and that. And he's like, if you have somebody that cares about you, go out and tell them today. And I was like, that is short, that is sweet, that is simple. This is how it's done. Kublai Khan is not a band that I'm super big on, but I thought that was a really warm thing to do yeah because you know that, that kind of made me think like what if i'm doing something and i leave on bad terms with one of my parents mm-hmm. you know he's like yeah i can't even say sorry or thank you to her because she's gone mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's some real fucking shit yeah so yeah um they were on my reserves for uh, this year because i had a list of bands i wanted to see most of the which were on the monster stage i had two bands that were not 
Um, and my thing was like, the reason why we left, A, because I'm like, my sister's watching my kid. I'm like, I can't dump the kid on her all day. That's not right. right. And number two, it's like, there's a big gap between this band and this band. And I'm like, am I going to want to wait through all that? What no. was the other band? Knock Loose? Knock Loose? Well, knock from 615. Well, from 340, 340-ish, 330-ish. From like 6.15, we didn't have anything to do. And then from 6.15 to like 7.30, we didn't have anything to do. So it was like, huh, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for us, it was just like, you know, I've seen Knock Loose before. I saw them last year. I'm like seeing Beartooth a billion times. And I'm like, yeah. Except now they're probably going to play the new single. Yeah. And we'll catch them again. I know yeah. we will. And Four Years Strong, I've seen them. Uh, and they play too late. So uh, so that's why I just kind of initiated that. But go ahead. Keep Good going. stuff, man. I saw Harm's Way. Harm's Way. Um. Very good band live. Uh, the lead singer is a total fucking beefcake. He is massive. I saw, yeah, I saw he, that. Wow, holy yeah. shit, dude. He he looked like he'd eat me for fucking his daily protein intake. It was wild. He's really big. Yeah. Uh, good band, too. He, he's got a lot of stage presence. Cool. So probably because he takes up most of the stage. But Harm's Way, check them out. Uh, and, you know, this. we said it before. We'll say it again. This is the beauty of Warp Tour. You're going to see bands that you'd probably never actually pay to see. Yeah. But because you're, you're there, you might as well catch them. Yeah. And Harm's Way is fucking hits mm-hmm. uh after harm's way you had d's nuts kind of walked away for a bit there yeah my sister's like is there really a band called d's nuts i'm like yeah. yes they've been and, around for a while you, too you know what <laughs> they're they're a parody band but they've been doing pretty well for themselves so they got to be doing something right not not super big on that yeah uh went around for the wage war signing because why the fuck not i was waiting on the girlfriend anyway and uh caught some senses failed senses failed put on a really fucking good show halfway through their set they did a medley so, um, you know, the guy standing next to me in line was like, are they playing, are they playing System of a Down and they were playing Chop Suey? I was like, holy shit, Census Fails doing a Chop Suey cover. <laughs> and that melded into like Rage Against the Machine, Corn, and like all these big riffs from the early 2000s. And, you know, they spent like, I don't know, like a minute or two on it, nothing crazy. Uh-huh. And they just seamlessly transitioned. Like they did, you know, let the bodies hit the floor and all that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, that is fucking awesome. And then yeah. they just went into it like an old song, Penelope and... Very cool. Census Fail was fun. Got my fucking... I have both of the Wage War albums signed now. Mm-hmm. So, a bit of a completionist. In oh. Yeah, right? Because fuck me. <laughs> um, other than that, I want to I wanna note it because this is coming from a veteran of the Warped Tour. Keith Buckley said that Knocked Loose's Chicago set was the craziest fucking thing he's ever seen at the Warped Tour. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there. You weren't there. I knew one person that was there. And I saw Snapchats, and that shit was just bananas. It was a fucking zoo. Yeah. And I think if it's coming from somebody who spent, let me do some quick maths here, 300 days on the Warp Tour. <laughs> think about that. 300 days. Uh-huh. Seven times, roughly 40 days. Probably more, really. It's a whole summer, right? Yeah. 300 plus days. A full year on the Warp Tour. Yeah, he spent <laughs> a full year on the Warp Tour. <laughs> and he says, knocked loose in Chicago was the nastiest thing he's ever fucking seen. Damn. You're going to take his word for it. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, man. That was pretty disgusting last year, too, in that small-ass stage that they played at. They brought up that little girl on stage, man. Did they? Yeah. They brought her again? No, oh, no, no. Not th- last oh. year. Last year. But, but, yeah, they gave him a full fucking stage this year. And think about it. Knocked loose came around 2015, right? That's when we kind of they popped up. We're like, oh, pick these little mushrooms. Look at these boys now. Yeah. Holy shit. See, I like Knocked Loose, but I will say walking by their merch tent, nothing extraordinary very bland i Out. think merch is important but this is definitely a forgivable sin yeah yeah man 
Speaking I've, of which, did you notice that I'm wearing an every time I die shirt? I did notice that. Too. Look at this. This is so nice. It's very. It's peach. All right. It's so wait, hold on. Okay. I got. I got a quick story to tell. As we got there at the warp tour, I'm like, okay, where's Gabe? So <laughs> I texted Gabe. So as Gabe, as you know, I'm waiting. I'm looking around. I see somebody walking towards me, and I see a lot of thigh. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's fucking thighs. And I look up at his Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wore. Um, <laughs> This guy's got a lot of thigh. Oh, let's get it, Jake. <laughs> um, so I wore board shorts because board shorts are very punk. Okay. And I wore a tank top, which you didn't see because you were gone by the time it came out. But I wore a windbreaker on top of that, mm-hmm. like a waterproof one. By the way, that's from Walmart. I spent like eight bucks on that. Yeah. Can you believe that? It's really yeah. nice. Um, and I wore that because, you know, it was going to fucking pour. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to get wet. And so I wore that. I was like, this is the best punk per buck bang right here you know i felt like chadwick johnson when hundredth was still you know melodic and metal cory but uh you totally look like chadwick in a fucking retrospect yeah right Holy shit. all you needed was a backwards baseball was, cap. was the leg sleeve <laughs> the leg sleeve and the cap yeah the backwards i'm wearing the cap now yeah. this is actually a hundredth cap a little late but uh <laughs> but yeah man it, it was good shit um what merch did you pick up uh, I, I picked up stuff uh ice nine kill t-shirt which one uh the tie-dye one that's all red Cool, cool. Uh, has like a demonic nun on it, and I picked up this wonderful Dayseeker shirt that I bought. I love the um, the acid wash. I think they yeah, call it yeah, the, the bleach, the tie dye. The... Yeah, I, I like. I'm like because I, I like them enough, and I'm like, let me go check out their merch. And this shirt immediately caught my eye. I'm like, give me that. My yeah. wife picked up a uh, Stay Positive Hail, t- uh, Hail Satan T-shirt uh, from Ice Nine as well. No, this was uh, just like a like a vendor, oh, and cool. she picked up a Freddy Krueger Ice Nine Kill shirt as well. Very cool. They did not have the Michael Myers shirt, unfortunately. They did not. Yeah. So we're thinking it's kind of gone due yeah. to legal. Almost, you know, we don't want to confirm anything, but basically we guaranteed is legal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I picked up. I picked up a bunch of stuff actually. Um, well, no, not actually. It just feels like it. Okay, so I picked up this Every Time I Die shirt, which is fucking great. If you see the back of it, it's like low teens and yeah. very Every Time I Die stuff. Yeah. But it comes off very peachy, like a nice summer color. It's super peachy. And this is like a nice, like emerald green. Yeah. Print. This is a fucking great shirt, it's and it's shirt. super soft. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I bought uh, one of Jordan's shirts because he was there. He had his own tent. He had the cool little owl thing, and I'm sucker for owls. And you know, talked with him a bit. He got a good kick out of last week's story with Michael Myers and yeah. Shrek. Um, good stuff, man. Good people. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's just get down to the nitty and gritty. What is your favorite warp tour moment? This year, or just in general? Give me this year and give me overall. Uh, well, this year was the the rain during me myself and Hyde. I thought that was beautiful. Excellent. I thought it was a great moment. Uh, I think it's probably top ten warp tour moments of all time. Would you say top five warp tour moments? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Would you say top three warp tour moments? No, I want to say no? that high. Okay. Uh, number one. Okay, my favorite warp tour moment for me personally. Um, well, I'll say, well, okay. Well, number one will have to be the first time I saw Davey hop in the crowd during digging at a warp tour. That was fucking gorgeous. Was that like 2012? Uh, no, no, no. This was 2013. That album wasn't 15. even out yet. I'm sorry, 2015, probably. 2015, 2014. 14. 14, because yeah. 16, he did the same thing. Yeah. So that was probably up there. Uh, I got to meet him after that set. It was fucking gorgeous. Uh, that's probably number one. Number two is the, basically the whole warp tour, I think it was 2009, that I spent with Ice at the Kill. I got to hang out with them like, like on their side of the tent. Oh, things. and that was probably one of the better years for the Devil Wears Prada set list. Too. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think they played that year. Uh, maybe I, I'm thinking 08. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've seen some set lists from 08. It was definitely 08 because uh, I saw them that year. Number three was Warp Tour in the Rain in 08. Now that you mention it. Number four, 
It's Escape the Fate in the Rain that same year. Very, very cool. They had the whole. Oh, no, uh, wait. Wow. Copy that. Uh, this is uh, This War is Ours. They had the fucking Circle Pit. It was, it was disgusting. And like I said, Ice Nine Kills probably topping out near the end of that list. Honorable mention is Medina Lake playing after their bass player recovered from that vicious beating that he took trying to save that one girl. Uh, he, learned, he had to learn how to play the bass all over again. That type of shit. Like, it was that bad. He got fucked up that bad. Uh, that was an honorable mention because it was a great moment. And I felt the need to go out there and see him that year. And support him. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that rounds up my top five overall. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, so, I can, I guess I can only have a top three because <laughs> I've only been to three. Not necessarily. Tours. I mean, there could be multiple moments. So, multiple you're going to get a good kick out of this. You haven't heard this story yet. This year, I was kind of set on meeting every time I die. I have low teens signed. Uh, and I wanted to get another album signed. I got New Junk Aesthetic because that's probably my favorite follow-up. Well, maybe. It's either the Big Dirty or that, you know? And the Big Dirty, for those of you who don't know, is super fucking hard to find on vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the ass, and I think I spent like 90 bucks on it. It's crazy. You know, it's absurd. But uh, the whole Thunderstorm thing kind of turned me off from bringing the Big Dirty. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't, the last thing I want to do is get this thing fucking Ruined. soaked. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can always pick up a new copy of New Junk. It's not yeah. anything crazy. So... Uh, they played their set, and then they're like, hey, we're doing a signing in half an hour. I was like, fuck, all right, I got to get this shit done. And they said the Ernie Ball time. So I walked around the park, I don't know, three or four times looking for the fucking Ernie Ball tent. And I couldn't find it. I could not find it at that point, right? So I go to you know a bunch of randoms like, hey, have you seen the Ernie Ball tent? No, no, no. And I asked Tony, their merch guy, I was like, hey, have you seen the new Ernie Ball tent? He's like, I think it's somewhere that way. Thanks, Tony. Uh, still didn't find it. So I devised this fucking great plan, right? Here's what I did. Jordan was at his merch tent. And I was like, well, if every time I die is doing a signing, Jordan has to be there. Yeah. So I very patiently waited for 15 minutes for him to wrap up. And my plan was to follow him just to, to the signing, right? Holy shit, Jordan Buckley can fucking run, dude. Holy <laughs> fuck. This dude, like, pew. It was, holy shit. I was legitimately jogging to keep up with him. That's funny. He was, like, hobbling over. and Dude, I felt like a, like a stalker rapist. I was like, you're not getting out of my sight. <laughs> but let's just say if I walked those first few feet, I would have lost them instantly. Wow. And I made it to was the Was he running signing. late? Oh, yeah, he, he was at his tent till 1.30. And then he was like. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I thought maybe it was a combination of him running late and him like not wanting to be stopped, like by people. I think that's probably a combination of both of those things. Yeah, man, that dude took off like a fucking <laughs> You're like, plane, shit. and I was like, "Holy shit, I gotta kick it into gear right now. I gotta use these long legs, right?" And yeah, I got there, got my wristband. Was it the? Was it actually the Ernie Ball state? Yeah. Tent? Okay. But this year they had the like a little like fucking six foot by six foot little shitty tent. Where last year they had the big like journey size tent. Yeah. Where they had like you know like a couple bands in there, but now it was just this tiny little fucking stupid one, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's why I didn't find it. I was looking for something massive, and I, you know, but that was probably my favorite moment of this year. <laughs> yeah, man, I, oh, the shit caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I was like, Damn, dude, this guy could fucking run. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, cool guy, got to hang out, hang out with him for a bit of the day. Good stuff. Uh, last year was when Knock Loose brought up that little girl. That was cool. That was absolutely That's adorable, and they fucking there. shredded. Yeah. By the way, Brian Garris cut his hair, and the running joke is... I was really confused. I was yeah. Really, like, the, the, the running joke with every time I die is that we Keith said that we were supposed to have Brian come out for a feature on you know one of their songs like they always do, but instead some fucking random dude came out with short hair, and we don't know who he is, and Brian's nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that. And then... What was it? 2016? I think the highlight of 2016 was probably seeing 303 again. I got to be, well, for the first time, I should say. Okay. Because it was just so kind of like this sort of anomaly 
like breakdowns on your left and 303 on your right that only happens at the warp tour. Yeah. And, I, and I, I got it that year. You know, I understood. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice little list. So thank yeah. you and good night. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, warp tour. God damn you. Yeah, man. All these things dying. It makes me sad. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, like it's, like he said, uh, like everybody said, every other band basically said at the end, thank you, Kevin Lyman, for all the wonderful memories. And hopefully something comes along that can kind of push it. I'm sure something will Hold up the along. mantle. Me and John had an idea, like maybe Monster should like, sponsor a tour because they had two stages. So you know, obviously they're invested. Maybe they could. And they were giving out like 300 free sodas all day long. Yeah. You know, so clearly invested. Yeah. So I figured maybe they maybe they could start up something. I, I think I I liked your idea where you bring uh, like the record labels. Best of. Yeah. Best yeah. of your label. and. But, but my whole thing would be that you'd have to kind of bring out multiple labels to one spot. Yeah. And that would be my thing. Because like Rise has a lot of artists I like. I don't know if I'd want to sit all day in the beating fucking sun, you know, waiting for these guys. Yeah. Or just brought a lot of variety. Yeah. You know, and that's what I Always something to do. Always something to do. So I have the next topic. Uh, so Deftones, very, very early pioneer in like the new metal genre. Uh-huh. Very good band that I quite enjoy. Uh, they have their own festival now. It's called Dia de los Deftones. I love that. Yeah, it's a very, very catchy name. Very cool poster, too, yeah. in case you haven't seen it. I saw it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, Deftones is headlining because they got a whole fucking discography they can headline with. All their stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. Then you have Future. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Very cool. Uh, Mike Shinoda. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Good uh, Rocket from the Crypt. Haven't heard of these guys, Never but it's a very badass name. Yeah. Then you got the HO9909 guy. I don't even know how to fucking pronounce that. Uh, Doja Cat. Vane. Yeah. Which is pioneering the now the yeah. new metal genre and vows uh-huh. check that out deftones understands the scene very well. cali unfortunately yeah it's not a traveling one but i think it's worth mentioning man. very cool because slipknot has their own fest and ozzy had his own fest for uh, ozzy i would i would argue to say that rob zombie had his own thing for a bit there mm. he had his own kind of well him and manson are doing the twins of evil now but whatever yeah uh so it only makes sense that deftones yeah you know, i would have thought corn well, they had family values for a couple of years. Ah, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. So that's Deftones. Mm-hmm. That's my Deftones stock. Um, let's talk some new singles. All right. Oh, I'm just going to morph this into into the certified weekly bangers. Okay. Sure. Because it's kind of the, the same thing. Yep. Okay. So uh, have you heard the new Silent Planet? I have. Yes. Vanity of Sleep? Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's talk for a bit here. What do you think? I like it. Uh, it's very good? Yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, I mean, Silent Planet hasn't disappointed yet, so... Looking forward to the new, the new album. Okay, sure. my speculation, especially after hearing this one, um, I think this is the heaviest they're gonna. This is the heaviest we've gotten from them so far, which is a good thing, because mm-hmm. I liked like the Night God slept, and you know I think about that title a lot. Is it the Night God, like the God of Night, or is it the Night comma God slept? You know, it's just a cool title, but um, excellent piece, um, like Depths, Native Blood, lots of good shit. And uh, their last full-length feature album, which I can't remember the fucking name of, is it the white one. Uh, fuck, it was my album of the year that year too. What's it called? Uh, hold on. Uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, right. And and they've done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But now what I what I feel like they're doing is they're kind of harnessing the raw power and musical talent that they're capable of, mm-hmm. because those early albums were very dedicated to being artsy. 
what was it? Everything was sound. Everything was sound. Yeah, Damn there it. we go. <laughs> and uh, and those early albums are very dedicated to being artsy, to being a work of art, mm-hmm. which is good and fine. And especially for somebody like Garrett Russell, who could pull this shit off. He's yeah. very good at it. But now it's kind of like, you know what? We done the artsy stuff we wanted to do. Let's just, let's just go nuts. Let's just go nuts. Yeah. And you heard it with uh, Northern Fires Grodnica. You hear it with Vanity Asleep. And I, I love it, man. Yeah. I fucking dig it. Yeah, um, man. I mean, like like I said, they haven't had a bad album yet. Um, they're only getting better. Uh, I want to see them more. I need to see more from them. They uh, played at the... Da, 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 where did we see Vanna that one night? Uh, the venue. Uh, we packed like sardines. Oh. Uh, da, 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 where it's like a mile walk from the fucking... Uh, ah, shit. Uh, what's, I like it. I like the venue, too. What's it called? Bee Kitchen. The Bee Kitchen. Yeah, they played at the Bee Kitchen like two weeks ago. And... Um, <sighs> Austin from Ghosty came out for one of the songs. Very cool. Why? Because Van or because Bear Tooth couldn't make it, so he has to leash off somebody else. Uh, I think him and Garrett are actually pretty good buddies. I'm sure, they are. I think they're uh, online buddies. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be buddy with anybody who slaps on my knob too. Oh, <laughs> oh. Hey man, Ghosty's doing some good stuff. Whatever. <laughs> gotta support the local scene. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, fucking Silent Planet. Yeah. Real good stuff. Uh, I got a couple of other songs on here. Uh, do you know of the Dirty Heads? No, the Dirty Heads. No, they they do very like a uh, like rock reggae, and they're guys from Cali. Their first album is what caught my attention. Any port in the storm, it's fucking excellent. It's a good just banger, and I don't know. A lot of those songs are relatable to my yeah. youth. I really dig. You should check it out if you like that kind of stuff. If you like that laid back beach vibes. Yep. Dropped a new single called Visions, uh, featuring Chloe Chaidez. I don't. She's from this band called Kitten or whatever. Very good single. Very vibey. Uh, I got one for you that you're really gonna like. This is. By a band called Violent Life, Violent Death. The single is called Rot. It is... Imagine metalcore vocalist with punk music in the background. It's very good. Jesus. Yeah. Rot, you said? Yeah, Rot is a fucking banger. And it's on an EP? That's out? Yeah. I want to say so. It's out, yeah. I want to say so. Didn't look too much into it. Uh, And then my last one, you, you know what I say, variety is the spice of life. Uh, have you heard of a band called Inspector? Yes, at some point. Yes, I've heard. The, I've heard of this name. Yes. Yeah, I've heard of the name. Have you seen them live? No. Inspector. Yeah, Inspector. I don't know. So uh, this is an old single, but I've been bumping it pretty much all week. Uh, it's called Me Estoy Enamorando. Okay. It's a fucking banger. It's Mexican ska music, and you should definitely fucking Inspector. look into it. They, have they played the Warped Tour? Woo! I don't know. Maybe the Mexican dates. Mm-hmm. But me estoy enamorando, man. That shit fucking bangs. Copy that? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it feels kind of weird starting off with music. The, yeah, because Because like I feel like we're going to wrap it up now. But let's take it back to the top. Uh, right. Movies and TV. Aquaman. Yes, sir. This poster is ass. You, yeah, you don't like I it? I fucking hate it. I didn't like it either. I could have done a better job at home. It, it was a, yeah, it was like a uh, copy and paste. Uh, it was like, Photoshop. here, let's take a picture of the ocean. OG Bobby Johnson. A uh, picture of the ocean and, <laughs> and some sharks. And like cl- yeah. clip art sharks and... I don't know, man. It just had no girth to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. you. Know, it had no weight. I agree. I, this is not a poster I'd take home. Yeah. Uh, that was something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it was kind of ugly. But uh, the reason why I put Aquaman on here, because it coincides with the Shazam trailer. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that by chance? I did not see the... So the new, the, they have a, a trailer for Shazam. It's out now, um, obviously. Um, yeah, man. I didn't hate it. It looked like fun. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't show the villain yet, but obviously it's Billy Batson. He's a, little, a child. And a Superman skin, and a superhero skin. I'm sorry. Cool, and, cool, cool. Uh, it was kind of funny. I am officially, and I, I kind of realized this at the end of Warped Tour yesterday. 
because uh, I got you know the the white mutant soda with Deadpool on it, and I was like, oh, Deadpool, I used to like this. Well, I still do, but I I am unplugged from superheroes for a bit. Okay. Uh, I enough. think Ant Man beat me down. I think it really kind of really hit. Yeah, and Ant Man wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't do anything for me. I talked huh. about this. Um, I'm I'm done with that for for a couple months. I need I need to recover. It's I got just you. been consistent onslaught, and I think. We're going to see the first wave of people just not giving a Dip, shit about Dipping off. Dipping off, man. I'm going to be part of that wave, unfortunately. You got to do what you got to do, man. You got to keep it fresh. Like you said, variety is the spice of life. The best part about Ant-Man was, um, I can't remember his name, but the dude who tells the stories really funny. That's yeah. sleepy with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, probably the best part of yeah. Ant-Man. Okay. But uh, Very cool. Moving on. Uh, so Robin Hood and the Hollywood Horror. Uh, we saw a trailer when we went to go see a movie. Me and Maddie, I can't remember what that movie was. I think The Incredibles 2 was the last movie we saw. Um, trailer for Robin Hood came out, and it's the dude Taron Egerhart, which is uh, the guy who played Eggsy in the Kingsman, mm-hmm. normal fucking movie. Um, and Maddie kind of looks at me and she's like, "How many times are they gonna redo this movie?" And I was like, "Well, probably consistently." Funny as shit. Next week, I saw an article that says Hollywood has seven more Holly or Hollywood has seven more Robin Hood movies in the making. One of which is Robin Hood Twenty One Thirty Nine, which is in the future. I was like, wow, that's seven. Yeah. And you could probably name four or five right off the, not including the animated one, like, uh, uh, right? Uh, you know? Yeah. Like, holy shit, there's a lot of Robin Hood remix, and it's not even that good of a story. Yeah. Cool concept. Yeah. Poor execution. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I think you got next topic. Oh, yeah, baby. Sorry. So, uh, we talked about this previously, how it's kind of a rumor now. It's basically con- concluded, or concluded, no. Uh, confirmed. confirmed. That's the word I'm looking for. That Buffy the Vampire Slayer is back with Joss Whedon behind the helm as he was previously. Excellent. In the original uh, series. I'm excited. I'm a Buffy fan. So I'm pumped for that. Didn't have much else to say about it. I mean, I just hope that everybody comes back. Sure, Michelle Geller, uh, you know, uh, Allison Hannigan. I hope the whole original cast comes back. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent, man. I uh, hope she still looks as banging. I haven't oh, really seen anything. She's, she's good looking still. Good copy. She's still good, good looking. Hockey. Well, okay. So that was kind of cool. But this next topic. Even cooler. Oh, baby. So, I'm a fan of, like, well, I like the kaiju movies, right? I'm not crazy, crazy, crazy on them. Like, like, like a lot of those people are that are dedicated to, like, watching every single one. Uh, so, with that, I mean, this is the American versions of it, so I guess they're forgiven. Toho is behind them, I believe, though. They think they have a little bit of a backing on it. Uh, the new Godzilla trailer dropped. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen the new Godzilla trailer. Okay. So, uh, it's Godzilla King of All Monsters. This is what it's called. And what it is is a destroy all monsters. They have King Ghidra. Yes. They have Mothra. Yes. They have Rodan. Uh, they I did not see King Kong yet, but it's all based in the same universe. Uh, basically, what it is is like, um, you know, the end of the world is coming, and the, the Titans, as they're called, <laughs> are coming to reclaim the Earth because it's it's theirs. And uh, basically, uh, the world has put their money on Godzilla, and bro. Oh, dude. Looks good. Oh, dude. I fuck with Ghidra and I fuck with Mothra. Those yeah. are probably my two. I, I like I, I like them better than Godzilla just because the concept okay. is much cooler. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, man, now that you kind of said that, I kind of want to go out and watch the trailer now. Yeah. It should be fun. Uh, we'll probably watch it after this and you know, watch your opinion. On it. Because like they, the reveal on these creatures are fucking beautiful. Uh, Mothra is like in like a waterfall. Her fucking, her fucking big ass wings. You know what I'm kind of worried about? I hope this movie doesn't take an hour to ramp up. 
Uh, yeah, I know. It's because you kind of have to lay down that backstory with those three monsters that we, that we haven't seen yet. Fuck that. Yeah. Give me 20 minutes of backstory, an hour of fighting, make the movie an hour and a half, Okay, and let's call it a date. All right. That so, is a Godzilla movie. <laughs> Why everything got to be two hours now? I don't know. But yeah, uh, so like I said, Mothra had like the waterfall where her wings came out. It was fucking gorgeous. Rodan came out of a fucking volcano. How that, fitting. That was fucking awesome. And they had uh, Ghidra. Like they even show him. They showed his fucking silhouette of like an ash cloud. And you can see like lightning storm and you see like his. Fu- oh, so good. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> so I'm excited. Good. I'm fucking pumped. So, uh, yeah, that's just something I wanted to talk about. They're probably saving Kong for a later movie. That's, I was thinking, no, because he's going to be in it. Uh, because I don't know if you saw the newest King Kong, uh, but that was like the whole ending thing is where he's like, Kong is not the only one. And then they show clips of, not clips, but like ancient drawings of Ghidra and, and Godzilla and all these guys. Gotcha. So I'm thinking maybe they're saving him maybe for like the second trailer or maybe it's just a surprise he's going to come in and fuck some shit up. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Gojira. That band, the French band, super heavy. Uh, they have something to do with the their name. Gojira, the name has something to do with the whole uh, kaiju thing. Yeah. I can't tell you, but check out Gojira, man. They fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm excited. You yeah. got me pumped. I yeah. like you, you, you should see, Mothra. You, I, I'm hoping that, like you like you kind of said, that they give us like 20 minutes of like human backstory. Well, because yeah. the last thing I want... The last thing I want is an hour of the people going, oh, my God, it's Godzilla. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the movie's like two and a half hours long, and we get all of like, I don't know, like 20 minutes 20 of fighting. Yeah, like, 20. I don't need that, man. Just but, give me. Now, I like the most recent Godzilla that came out, but it did suffer from that. They gave it like, you know, because Brian Cranston was in it, so you kind of have to give it. they him... marketed it as a Brian Cranston. Yeah. Movie. They really did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he got a little like this much time, and there was a lot of talking. And then, like when the when the shit was thrown down, it was fucking awesome. But at that point, like a lot of people kind of lost interest. Me personally, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think this is a movie that shouldn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, I agree. I with think that. you could have a lot of fun with it, but the directors can't. The directors need to realize you're not going to win. You know, you know what the problem is with that though, because uh, uh, kaiju in itself is kind of a goofy kind of a concept because it's men in rubber suits fucking 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 each other up, and the Japanese recognize it as that and they respect it as such. But I think the Americans are so afraid to shit on that that they take it over. They, they this movie isn't going to win an Oscar. Yeah. people need to realize that they, this movie is purely for dumb yeah. fun. Yeah, so like they turn up the volume on the seriousness when it's like it could be fun. This can be fun. This can be a good time. So that's what I think the problem is. But I'm gonna show you the trailer after this. Uh, I'm fucking hyped. Yeah, man, we're gonna have some fun. We got a date on it yet? Uh, May. It's gonna be May next year. Ooh, uh, we got so always worth. Yeah, it's, it's really not that bad, though, because I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to wait here. I'm like, it's more like seven months, <laughs> seven, eight months from here. I've so. got uh, one more piece of movie news. Okay. Um, so we got our first poster for the Crimes of Grindelwald movie. Okay. Uh, have you seen Fantastic Beasts? Like, I I, I've seen it. I, I, I liked it, but my, my sisters hyped it up. I was like, no. The, the, the only ever. relevant part is the last time. Yeah. And so um, here's my issue with it. The, the poster itself is really good looking. It's, it looks like it's straight out of the 20s, which, you know, time frame works out. Except Newt Scamander is again the main character, uh-huh. and I why why Dumbledore looks fantastic, Grindelwald looks fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. but why why are we bringing Newt and the whole ensemble, the fat guy and yeah. the two sisters? Like wh- why why yeah. we could really have done without that? Yeah, and that's what I was kind of hoping for. I thought Newt was just kind of this thing for Fantastic Beasts because it was his story. yeah, and th- and then I I wanted this new one to focus around. The greater Dumbledore yeah. and Grindelwald and their whole relationship because yeah. that story, the backstory is fucking great. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
And no, Newt Scamander's going to be in it again. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing. Um, my, my sister had an issue with Dumbledore being so dapper, but when he gets older, he dressed up like a wizard. Because, man, you I told my, my dad's like, like 68, and he yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's why I, that was my explanation to her, too. But I, I do kind of see her viewpoint. He was kind of dapper, and, and he looks like a, like a gentleman. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, I would agree that he's old, so why the fuck do I care what I look like kind of a deal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I share kind of that same sentiment. He wasn't that inter- – that new guy isn't very interesting to me. He was kind of a, a blank slate, you know? Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, they need to find a way to tie it all in, which I really – they don't need that because it's fucking Harry Potter. All you got to do is put the fucking – you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, w- one more thing. I think you should check it out. You'll get a good kick out of it. Speaking of Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was in a movie in 2016 called Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good movie. Okay. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. It's on Amazon if you have Prime. Feel free to watch it. Um, so it, it's essentially this guy gets washed up on an island, and he finds a corpse. That corpse is Daniel Radcliffe's body, and it helps him survive. I'm not going to give away anymore. It's okay. a fucking great movie, though, and I think you should watch it. And I think you should go into it with a um, with an open mind. Okay. And I, I highly recommend this movie to everyone all right. this is a fucking good one and before we uh we get off off of this topic i wa- i do want to say that me and adriana have officially started the office excellent um you know obviously a little late to that fucking party but uh so far we're, we're laughing we're having a good time uh it's funny it's well written a lot of deep stuff in there you would think that you know kind of based on the premise that it wouldn't be that interesting but there's some deep shit in there i got uh, i still gotta pick it up yeah we're, we're getting into it and i'll let you know how once it's done because i'm sure adriana's gonna plow through these really quickly and i might have to keep up Great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah. So far, enjoying it. So, we're moving on to the gaming news. Uh, not a little, whole lot here. I'm actually going to... We're going to do your two topics first, and then we're going to close out with uh, the one I put on here. Cool. Um, so, Scum is another kind of Battle Royale game. Um, is it too complicated? Uh, you monitor things like your character's heart rate, vitamin intake, uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. So... Uh, and they showed how some of it works. So, like, if you have, like, a high dexterity attribute, you reload your gun faster. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you control your recoil better. Your recoil is based off stuff like constitution and strength. Oh, so it's like D&D for Battle Royale games. Yeah, it's kind of interesting and um, very, very interesting topic because it brings kind of the, the life to it. You know, the kind of where Fortnite is very cartoony. This is very gritty and realistic. And, you know, your character gets fat. And if he gets fat, like stats change and stuff like that. Okay. And... So the question is, 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 is this maybe too complicated? They, they go too far down the rabbit hole on that? Too, too far down the rabbit hole? I think it's a cool concept. And we've only seen uh, like a 10-minute clip of gameplay. Yeah. And they, they show you like a four-screen comparison of like, hey, this guy has high dexterity but low strength. And, you know, he'll plow through the clip and he'll reload it faster than anybody else. But his recoil is all over the fucking place. And then they'll do the opposite where the dude has very low dexterity, but he controls the gun better. And his recoils, you know, his, his aim is very accurate, but he takes days to recoil. And uh, just, I think that concept in itself, just that portion of gameplay is very interesting. I think it's a balancing act. I think um, that's a way to kind of neutralize the every character feels the same kind right. of deal. Uh, I think it's necessary because, you know, when, no matter what character you're playing in Fortnite, you're the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it also puts uh, you to put some time into the character as opposed to like, oh, look at my stupid skin. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I guess we'll see how the execution turns out. We'll wait and see. I'm, I- I'm not too opposed to that concept in itself, but the whole monitoring heart rate, like you can't sprint forever. You guys going to have a fucking stroke. Um, and like vitamin intakes and like yeah. uh, your vi- how you intake those vitamins affects everything else. 
like your growth, your stamina and shit like that. Is that maybe taking it too far? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think this game's going to be borderline like Siege because Siege has a lot of good realistic elements and there's a lot of phony shit in there too. You know, Like you, uh, you hopping through a window and... Uh... Shh, we're going to save that <laughs> for five minutes from now. All right. And okay. um, is this going to be maybe too much? Because, you know, the whole point of the game is to kind of disconnect from reality. Yeah, but at the same time, people like their hyper-realistic milita- military sim... We will see. Scum yeah. 2. Uh, be on the lookout for it. We'll, we'll cover more news as it comes out. My yeah. second piece right now is an update on the Culling, the stillbirth game. Uh, developers, <laughs> a few days after the fucking incident, uh, that was Friday. They, they dropped the news on Monday. They're like, hey, uh, we're going back to our old ways. We're doing what Culling 1 did, you know, and the, the CEO was like, hey, you know, like, yeah, we fucked up, blah, blah, blah. We pushed a lot of stuff that nobody wanted. And so the game is free right now. It's free. Um, Question is, should we forgive him? I don't know. I didn't buy it. You didn't buy it. We're not going to buy it. Um, But it is free at the moment. And so now the question is, is this going to solve the issue? And then the follow-up question is, how are they going to monetize now? Are they going to make, like, pay-to-win stuff, skins? You know, just kind of, you fucked up, and it's one thing to to admit you fucked up, but it's a whole other thing to fix that fuck up. Yeah. So that is an update on the calling too. Well, I, I mean, my thing is like I can't really expect them to just fucking give up on it so soon. You know what I mean? They put some resources into it, and at the very least, they're gonna try to get it back. Yeah, uh, interesting kind of development. Like yeah. I said, this is the first time we get to like actually like physically see this manifested. Yeah. Because back in the day, if a game failed, you didn't hear about it. Yeah, it was you know, just gone. You, you had those magazines, those uh, gamers on magazines from GameStop, and they would hype up games, and then sometimes you'd read about it and never fucking see it again. Yeah. You know, and that that's how, exactly how I remember some games. Um. If it failed, you didn't really hear shit. Mm-hmm. But now it's like if a game fails, it's fucking big news. Mm-hmm. You know, you, Interesting. You don't stop hearing about yeah. it. But uh, I have one more piece. And uh, Jake started alluding to I was playing a game on Theme Park. I was playing as... Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Before, before we get to that, before we okay, get to okay, the okay, C okay. story. We, I do have one more thing that I actually didn't write down that you just reminded me of. Black Ops 4 Zombies. Oh, fuck. So good, man. <laughs> oh, shit. So they drop a trailer for it, right? Okay, so um, the first map is Mob of the Dead. Yeah. And are you caught up with the storyline? No. I will send you I will send you these two videos. This guy explains it beautifully. Okay. He explains it from start to finish. You Too just much. gotta bear yeah. with it. And it's it's like a forty five minute thing, but it it's beautiful. Okay. Essentially zombies is this whole massive time loop. Yeah. And how it works is that the time loop can't be resolved because at the moment Richtofen has the blood samples from a universe that has been resolved. So that universe no longer exists. Uh-huh. That universe was the Mob of the Dead universe with Weasel. He has their blood samples. But because he has their blood samples, that means the Richthofen universe, the Primus universe, cannot be resolved because of that anomaly, that paradox. And that's where they're at right now. So they're revisiting Mob of the Dead. And that map is so fucking tits. And from what I hear, we get get like new parts of the map. And fuck, dude, I haven't been this excited for zombies since like Ascension. Yeah. And that says a lot. Wow. Ascension. Yeah, man. So I'm excited. Uh, so the trailer reveal showed the Titanic thing, which I think is fucking awesome. That, that fucking is so dope. fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm hoping it's two separate maps, but the map kind of the trailer morphs into this Roman Coliseum. Coliseum thing. Yeah. And I really hope they're two separate maps because I love the whole idea of the fucking Titanic. I love it. It's so fucking good. And um, I don't know any other names. I think her name's Scarlet from one of the universes. Mm-hmm. But when she came out and that you know like looking like Rose. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be yeah, good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I – fuck. Gabe's hyped. So so hyped. I, I just don't want it to be the same map where you play, you know, like 10 rounds on this and you go into the other yeah, one. Yeah, I get you. And the Rome one does look cool. Not as hyped for that, though. Yeah. Not as hyped for that. Um, 
Titanic, man. I, uh, that hit if me there's, too. If there's any Easter eggs on there, it should be, it was a pleasure playing with you gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you find fucking Jack's dead body. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? He's a zombie? Uh, lots of good things you could do yeah. with that map. I'm just hoping, like I said, I'm hoping it's not one big kind of stupid Like loopy, thing. yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, so my friend speculated that if you do the Easter egg or some sort of, you know, mumbo jumbo outside normal zombies, that you could be able to travel to the next time zone uh-huh. or the time area, you know, whatever it may be. That's not a bad idea either. As long as I get a full fucking Titanic map, yeah. that's all I care as about. As long as it's not half-baked. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not half-baked. Uh, that being said, you, you, have you know, do you know about the Black Ops Pass? No. The Black Ops Pass is the season pass with a twist on it. It's all or nothing. You get all the DLC or none of the DLC. And that is the Black Ops 4 Pass. And that's why people are freaking out. 60 bucks? Uh, 50. 60 for the game, another 50 for the pass. But but isn't that fucked up? It's all or nothing. Because it used to be, well, it still is in most cases. The season pass is um, save money. If you're gonna, if you know you're gonna buy these, save money. Yeah. Right. But now, Treyarch said all or nothing. You get all the DLC, or you get none of it. Well, what the fuck? And things with like uh, prominently Black Ops One, because that was the last zombies I was invested in. I bought Ascension. I bought Call of the Dead. I didn't buy Shangri La. That's the only one I didn't buy. Because I didn't really find it interesting or, you know, was like gone into it. And like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> and this is included with like the multiplayer maps and all that shit? Yep. Because you get four multiplayer and the one zombies. That's how they do it. I, I, or you get three multiplayer ones. I understand yeah. their their thought process behind it. Because um, they're thinking if you... Because when you release the LC, you splinter off the user base, right? Uh, so... You're splintering it off. You're limiting how many people you can play with. Now, if you have one DLC, not one, and then the other, then you're splintering it even more, and it makes it more difficult to it's find It's an games. attempt to prolong the game, the life of the game. I yeah. get it, but it's still kind of shitty. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's a long-term investment at that point, and you, if you're making a long-term investment, you've got to play long-term. Honestly, if they dropped a like a zombie pass for 20 bucks, you bet your bottom fucking dollar I'm buying that because that's, that's all I'm going to get Black Ops 4 for. I'm not playing Blackout. That shit don't interest me. I'll probably dabble in the multiplayer a bit, but you know, yeah, but who I knows think, how good that'll be. I think it really depends on if you and I are playing. You know what I mean? Like, because that's where I'm at my point with. Like, I liked World of, World War Two. I didn't play it very long because I didn't have anybody to play it with. Yeah. Um, and I like, I don't know. We'll see. Because uh, I was thinking about it. I'm gonna play the beta. Because yeah. the beta. I mean, yeah. I will unfortunately uh, be out of town that week, and I will be oh. in Wisconsin. And um, I was like, fuck, man, it would be. It would be the week I'm out. But, I, I think it's going to be a very big deterring factor whether yeah, I buy man, this game or it's not. It's going to be interesting and uh, a lot of stuff. You, you can give your review on it. I'm still probably going to wait and not pre-order Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. But we, we'll see how this game turns out. And uh, Actually, one more piece of zombie or Call of Duty-related news. Ghost has arguably the best DLC because there's a map called Fog where one of the killstreaks is you could be... Uh, Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah. And then they have the the pyramid. And Fog is just fucking great atmospherically. It's the whole uh, Crystal Lake camp. Yeah. And then the Egypt map for the kill streak, you could play as Predator. Yeah. And I don't know. Just really cool things. Is, is Maps there, are all very different. The, the unfortunate thing about that is that Ghost is flat. Like the worst game of all. <laughs> I will actually, I will go back and, and play some. Ghost? Yeah. I will. I will go back to it. It's like five bucks. Ugh. It's like five bucks. I'll. I'll give it a shot. I got thirty levels into Ghost and I fucking tapped out. 
Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. I, I just couldn't take it. It was just driving me nuts. And like, I think it was coming at a time where I was just like, cause of the, the transition of the new console, I wanted to play new things. Cause if you're going to play like call of duty is going to be the same. It's been basically, it's been relatively the same. Um, since it's since conception time, in Modern man, Warfare. You got the new console. It's like, why would I want to play the same game? Right. I'm so. going to go back and I'm going to give it an honest try. Because, and you shudder, but I think there's a lot of good stuff to be found in even the worst of titles. Like, I found a lot of good stuff in Infinite Warfare. And, you know, most people just brushed that off because it was like, oh, I bought it for COD 4. Yeah. And there, was, there was a lot of good stuff that Infinite Warfare did. Yeah. All right. That being said. Um, all right. Rainbow Six. Um, yeah. So I posted this online on YouTube. It's on the Rainbow Six subreddit. <laughs> I was playing Thermite on Theme Park. And I repelled to the top. I busted open a window. Uh, you know, I, I do the the one look in. through, peek in, make sure nobody's there. The two peek, the new angle, and then uh, you know, I, I repelled through. I fucking busted through that, and it said I got a melee kill. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around, there's a dead body. So I guess this poor vigil who was there was like crouched by the window. Either that, or he walked through at the exact this, this, perfect timing. This is what he was doing, because right, now that you mentioned vigil, he was waiting for you to throw a a drone in. So he had his vigil up. He was waiting for you to drone in so he could pop out and kill you. That's what he was waiting for. Unfortunately for him, you don't think of the drone. So Dude, he, <laughs> he, he got, uh, bro, he got Jackass 3 Bam Margera, bro. He just fucking, I drop kicked him in the fucking mouth and he died. Dude, and I, you know what the worst part was? This dude was probably on his PS4 like, what the fuck? I want to see his kill cam so bad. The, the moment I got that. I had I like I sh- you know I hit the save button I was like dude this is going on the internet yeah, and I to. sent it to you I was like Jake I have peaked I this is the highest I have, you know <laughs> I also get some next level play but no it's just something absolutely <laughs> ridiculous you landed on a dude's head it was a next level play this- <laughs> yeah totally planned this is the ideal window breach you may not like it but this is what perfection looks like <laughs> <laughs> and the game's reaction to the whole thing sold it because he like he hopped in and then he like he, he went towards the corner of the room and he kind of like <laughs> and back, I saw the like- body yeah. It's like, great. What the fuck? God good stuff. Damn. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for that clip, it's up on YouTube. It's yes. called uh, R6. I have peaked. And uh, oh, fuck, man. So, so many good laughs. I, I'm going to send it to Miguel because he'll get a good kick It was out definitely of it. worth it. It was funny. I'm like, oh, my God. And I showed Adriana and she was like, like her jaw dropped. She's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, yeah. honestly, I can't even explain to you exactly what happened. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. But yeah, that was funny. That uh, the hitbox collision stuff, man, got real funky. <laughs> got real funky for a sec there. I want to see that dude's kill cam well, so bad. Be- best case scenario, I kill him. Worst case scenario, we both end up in the same room shooting walls out of panic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very uh, cool. That wraps up our gaming. Well, actually, we do have one. Oh shit, your topic too. Yeah, oh yeah. This is my topic. All right, so no Mortal Kombat 11, right? We expected that at E3 didn't come. Actually, you kind of you're like you kind of like, eh, it's not going to happen. No. So you kind of call Ed it. Ed Boon is a troll. Yeah, he's a fucking troll. Um, with that being said, Ed Boon has pulled off something crazy. All right? So he has changed, I don't know if you've seen this. He has changed his Twitter icon to a scorpion face that is half scorpion, half bat. And he's still fucking with people. Yeah, he is trolling his fucking ass Be- off. Because people <laughs> Here's the here's the hype train. He tweeted some crazy stuff. He's like, "Hey, be on the lookout for another realm at E3." And people are like, "Oh my god, MK11, MK11." After you know the the hype train that was MK10. Yeah. And um, so people were freaking the fuck out. And then some dude 
on the comment section was like, no, guys, it's going to be MK versus DC2. And so Ed Boon saw this as an opportunity to fuck with this fan base even more. Yeah. Is, there's not going to be an MK versus DC2. He, he is troll, like the next level. Next level, yeah. Yeah, it's next, next level. level trolling. And uh, like I said, I don't see that happening either. I just think it's fucking hysterical that people are losing their minds. And he has gone as far to have somebody create an icon for him just to, to troll even further. Yeah, people are freaking the fuck out. And it, it, it's funny and it's great because Ed Boon, you know, you're, you're a good guy. But it's MK versus DC two is never. I think he's happen. the only uh, creator of games who can get away with that level of trolling without anybody like fire backfiring on him. And next, he's gonna change his fucking icon to like Spawn. No, not Spawn. It's gonna be like uh, the the Sub Zero Legends two or some yeah. shit, or like a sequel that. Yeah. Some wacky shit, man. But Shaolin Monks remastered or something. something oh like yeah, the I'd yeah, kill okay. for that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd pay a full sixty bucks for that one. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. yeah, not going to happen, man. Not going to happen gonna until happen. Uh, the studio that's behind the DC movies realizes, fuck, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to let them have an R rating. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. It's something worth mentioning because Ed Boon, like I said, expert. He's a fucking troll, Expert man. level troll. Expert uh, level troll. Yeah, and with that, man. Uh, wow. We have our games. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We have our games. All right, you got Versus? Oh, actually, I don't. I didn't get to Okay, well, I, I did prepare for this next one. I, don't, I think you slapped it on here because I didn't. So it's replaced the whole cast oh, yeah. with the Muppets. I, got, I, I have got this, yeah. I have one movie that I rewatched. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I rewatched it, and I had this Muppet thing in mind. Um, okay, so so the movie is The Departed. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio's char- character Billy Costigan as Kermit the Frog. Okay. Then we have Matt Damon, uh, Mr. Colin, as Scooter, uh-huh. the Muppet. Um, then Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson as Frank, uh, Pepe, the King prawn. <laughs> just, I want you to imagine the hair for a second. <laughs> That's what I want you to focus on when you're thinking that. Right. Um, Mark Wahlberg, Sergeant Dingham, uh, is Sam Eagle. I think that's okay. a fucking that's, good that's, one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then, uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Captain Queen. And you remember him, mm-hmm. uh, as Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Tell me that's not fucking perfect. All right, so, okay, I, I will preface the game, actually, because uh, it's kind of a weird way to wait. The game is actually, re- I like yours better, but the game is actually replace the cast with the Muppets except one person, right? That was the the, the game. Oh, but, shit. Yeah, I, but I like yours idea better. Well, you but, just keep Mark Wahlberg then. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> My thing, this is, okay, I, I had a couple of mine. I think Alien, you keep Sigourney Weaver. I think you have to. And the Alien is a Muppet, too? Yeah. Or is it Beaker? Everything, yeah. <laughs> Everything is a Muppet. Uh, the Martian, keep Matt Damon. And think of the hilarity of the, of the Muppets trying to get this guy back to Earth. <laughs> and Matt Damon's like, what the fuck? Uh, that was something. Adrian said Twilight. Keep, uh, I forgot who she, kept, who she kept, but I thought that was pretty funny. Um, who the fuck? Um, she had uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Glorious Bastards. Keep, um, what's his name? Christopher Waltz. Yeah, keeps Christopher Waltz. <laughs> He's just like strangling a Muppet in the, in the fucking movie theater. Oh, God. Strangling Mrs. Piggy? Oh, dude. I'd pay mad money for that. But yeah, that was the game. But I kind of like your idea. But just full-blown replace the whole cast with, with particular Muppets. I oh, man. Two very different perspectives. Yeah. But I thought it was funny. Uh, Goodfellas, but keep Joe Pesci. There you go. It's shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you call me a clown? Yeah. He, yeah, <laughs> God. Funny? Uh, shit. But Lots of good stuff. Um, fuck. I think I was going to say something. Oh, because we're waiting for uh, that, that Muppet movie, right? Mm-hmm. That R-rated. Yeah, yeah. Happy Murder Time Express or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So I thought that was kind of funny. Good pump. Good pump. Yeah. Uh, But with that, I think that's the week, Gabe. That is our week in review. Yes, sir. Uh, So we will be back next week for 81. 81. Uh, Steaming towards 100. Choo-choo. I'm just going to say that after every single episode. 
but yeah, we're on our way. And but with that being said, yeah, man, you guys can catch us on the usual iTunes podcast stuff, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys check it out and rate it, subscribe, all that good stuff. Get some more rates on iTunes. We need more rates because uh, we, we don't have an love. official rate because nobody rates us enough. We don't have enough rates to have a rate. If that makes sense. But with that being said, uh, we will see you guys next week. And until then, signing out this week for Gabe and Jacob. Deuces.